0: It's mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that once the poor Sahaba came to Rasulullah
1: and so to say complained, not a complaint in the sense that we understand a complaint, but in the sense that that we are getting left out, we are not managing to keep up with the wealthy Sahaba in terms of the rewards that they are gaining. In the sense that we are also doing many of the a'mal that they do, they perform salah, we perform salah, they fast, we fast, they go out in jihad, we go out in jihad. So all these a'mal, alhamdulillah, we are also doing, they are doing. But then they have been blessed with wealth which they spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. They spend on the needy. They do many other righteous works with that wealth. And as a result, they are earning tremendous rewards by means of this wealth that they have been blessed with, which we don't manage to do because we don't have that. So Rasulullah well well, said to them, that I will teach you something, that if you recite this, somebody can spend... Whatever wealth he wants, but that wealth, the reward that he will achieve with that, won't be equal to what you will get, in terms of this recitation. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught them to recite these tasbihat, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, and Allahu Akbar, ten times each after every salah. Now ten times each after every salah, how long does it take to recite ten times? So ten times each is 30 tasbihs. 10 times subhanallah, 10 times alhamdulillah, 10 times allahu akbar. That 30 tasbihs might take 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds, maybe 1 minute at the most, 60 seconds. But for that 60 seconds, a person will earn that reward which will surpass the reward of a person spending whatever wealth he can spend in the path of Allah. Now such a simple amal again, but the rewards The rewards are so tremendous. Allah Ta'ala's treasures are limitless. Allah Ta'ala wants to shower down his rahmat, shower down his bounties, shower down his rewards. We are not there to take. So With such a simple amal, so much is available. Any case, the Sahaba got very, very happy. They went away. After some time, they came back. They said, but again, because this was a kind of competition in the sense that... Allah Taala has given the command sabiqu ila Many places this has been the encouragement to compete one another in a healthy way, not to see somebody else go down, but how I can do better than the next person in terms of more good deeds. So merely in order to make it a means of becoming more conscious of Allah Taala, getting closer to Allah Taala, and in that way everybody will make more effort. So now they came back to say that we are doing this, Alhamdulillah. But the wealthy sahaba also got to know about it. (coughs) So they are doing this also. So they are spending still and they are also doing this. So the Vislasum said, you now recite it 33 times after every Salah. And 34 times Allahu Akbar. And you will recite this. This is something nobody will be able to surpass. MashaAllah they got very happy. They went away. After some time they came back. They said that the wealthy Sahab also heard about it. They are also doing this. Then Nabi Muhammad said, Zalika fadlullah That is Allah Ta'ala's grace, He grants to who He wishes. So Allah Ta'ala gave somebody that, He gave somebody something else. But the lesson now is that what a great amal, what a tremendous reward, and how simple, how easy. Whether it's done immediately after the farz, or it's done after the sunnas are completed. Then in the Hadith Sharif, it is explained that every Subhanallah person decides, he is planting one tree for himself in jannat Every Alhamdulillah, he is planting a tree in jannat Every Allahu Akbar, he is planting a tree in jannat And the trees of jannat the trees of jannat are nothing like the trees of dunya. In one Hadith, the ex- description of the tree of jannat has been given that that a person on a very fast horse, if he has to ride under the shade of that tree, he will ride for a hundred years, he won't be able to pass it. So how huge the tree is. So basically every tree he is planting, he is increasing his size of Jannah. Here in dunya a person buys a tree from somewhere, he needs to plant it, he planted one tree, then he planted a second tree. After a while, he planted a third tree. Now, somebody else is offering him a fourth tree for free also, but he said, i got no place to put it. Because that whole place is full now. But Jannat, he will, in that one sitting, he recited this Tasbihay Fatimi as it is known. Now, after Fajr, Allah Ta'ala gave us a tawfiq. We recited, so it all totaled up to 100 times. But to do it consciously, I planted with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala 100 trees in Jannat. 100 trees of this nature. And one hadith it comes, every tree has a trunk of gold. And then it's not going to be the case that a person has planted trees in Jannah, and Allah ta'ala won't, will keep the trees for him in Jannah, and keep him out of Jannah. Inshallah he gets accepted, this tasbih gets accepted, he'll get accepted. So if, this is the aspect to do it consciously, to do it correctly. So to recite this tasbih after every salah at least 10 times minimum. After Fajr, Asr, there is no sunnahs following it. So, we recite the 33 times. After every salah, a person recites 33 times. All the better. And it can be done immediately after the farz. can be done after the sunnats. That's all counted as after the salah. Then, together with that, this is the tasbih to be recited, which Nabi ﷺ taught. Hazrat Fatima, who was the queen of Jannah. And due to having to do all the chores herself, the queen of jannat but she used to attend to all the work herself. She used to be doing all the hard things, very very difficult tasks. Everything was being done personally, as a result she used to get very very tired. And Hazrat Ali r.a suggested that look there are some slaves that have come to Nabi sallallahu Why don't you go and inquire that if he can give you one also? So she came but at that time there were some people around and this natural haya did not allow her to discuss anything in the presence of non-mahrams. She went away. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to know Haza Aisha, informed him later this is what happened, Hazrat Fatima had come but then she went away. So he came later that night to their house and then after having inquired what happened you came for some work, Has Ali explained that I sent her she has to undertake all these difficult chores and as a result this is so exhausting for the chores nowadays also people talk about chores a good amount of the chores there's a good amount of work as well but a good amount of the chores are pressing buttons microwave press a button and then that mixer and that anything and everything there's a good amount of the chores is a good amount of effort to press a button press it on, after a while press it off. So a good deal of the chores is this. Those days, everything had to be done from scratch. If a person wanted to make some bread, some roti, you first grind the flour. First grind the flour yourself. Now that the flour has been ground, now the next step will take place. So all these tasks, go and fetch water with a leather bag on the back. So any case, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam heard this. That this is the situation, and they have asked or come to request for a slave, for a servant who will take care of all these other outside difficult tasks, so that it will ease the work. Now, Nabi Sallam is talking to his ta'ala anha, who was his most beloved daughter, and who is the queen of Jannah, and who could have wished better for his daughter than what Nabi Sallam wished for her, and he is saying to her then. Should I tell you something better than what you have asked? You have asked for a servant to help out. There's no uh, problem with that. That's perfectly permissible. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to give something better. So he said, can I tell you something that's better? He said, yes, please. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught this tasbih. That before going to bed, when you get to your bed, before sleeping... Recite this thirty-three times, Subhanallah. Thirty-three times, Alhamdulillah, and thirty-four times, Allahu Akbar. This is better for you than a servant. So, Satimaarbi Allah Taala has a response. Said, "I am very happy with this." So, this is that gift that Nabi Sallallahu gave his own daughter. And the commentators write that this was given in lieu of a servant. A person who is punctual on this, a person who regularly, consistently practices on this, this is not just only the rewards, the rewards definitely will come. And there again he is planting one tree every time, for every tasbih planting one tree in general. But together with those rewards, the benefit of this would be that during the course of the day, he will be able to manage all his tasks comfortably, without it getting too burdensome or heavy or unmanageable he would not be exhausted and unable to complete his work. The whole day he'll have to do whatever he has to do, he'll manage it. This will be the benefit of this tasbih. And this has been the experience of many people. They ended up sleeping very late at night, they couldn't get to bed or didn't fall asleep early also, whatever the case is. But they had made amal on this, despite the fact that they slept very little, they were very tired, but the next day they comfortably managed their work. So this is something to practice on. Then what are these tasbihat? A person is reciting subhanallah. And this again subhanallah seen. Then it's the ha in between. Subhanallah. The big ha. So it should be recited correctly. We're taking Allah's name subhanallah. Subhanallah. Allah Ta'ala is free of every deficiency. Every blemish. Any thing that is any type of deficiency. Allah Ta'ala is totally free of it. He's perfect. So whether we say Subhanallah or not, Allah Ta'ala is perfect. Allah Ta'ala is free of any deficiency. But a person who is going to be reciting the Subhanallah, a hundred times is reciting it in the day, how many times he's reciting it, the benefit of it is Allah Ta'ala will remove his faults. Allah Ta'ala is free of fault. But the barkat of this will come back to him. Then Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah again with a ha. One is, mashallah, we reciting, but if we recite it haphazardly, we might end up distorting the meaning. If we read it with a small ha, and instead of getting reward, we might get something opposite. And the whole benefit is lost. So to recite it correctly, alhamdulillah, the ha, that ha must be pronounced correctly. So in any case, alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah Ta'ala. Whether we say it or not, whether anybody in this whole creation says it or not, that is the reality. That Allah Ta'ala is that being who all praise is due to Him alone. So by us saying it doesn't increase the grandeur of Allah Ta'ala in any way. But when we will keep repeating Alhamdulillah, 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 Allah Ta'ala will create praiseworthy qualities in us. And then Allahu Akbar, Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. Allah Ta'ala is the Khaliq. He is the Raziq. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of everything. We are all makhluk. Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. So here again, he will keep repeating Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Whether we say it or not, whether we repeat it or not, Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. Our reciting these tasbihat won't increase the grandeur of Allah Ta'ala in any way. But by repeating Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allah Ta'ala will create those qualities that will make us great in his sight. So such a simple amal again, hardly any effort, no effort involved, actually no cost involved, and such great rewards. The very important thing, the Shakh, the Zakaria Sarah is to emphasize this: when making amal on these things, on these amal, on these tasbihat, whatever other uh, aspects have been mentioned in the hadis, the very important and effective thing is to do it consciously, consciously in terms of the rewards. What Allah Ta'ala is blessing me for this? Every time a person decides subhanallah to be conscious with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala I planted a tree in Jannat. or at least at the beginning now he's bringing that to mind this is now my chance now or my time now to plant trees in Jannad and I'm reciting the subhanallah Allah Ta'ala is free of all fault Allah Ta'ala will remove my faults from me so in this way he will get the rewards also he'll get this tremendous benefit of cleaning his heart polishing and shining his heart as well and the benefit of having this tasbih fatimi reciting at night that the next day all his work would become manageable allah ta'ala gives us it tawfiq
0: a'udhu billahi samiel alim minash shaitanir rajim a'udhu billahi samiel alim minash shaitanir rajim a'udhu billahi samiel al minash shaitanir rajim huwa allah alladhi la ilaha illahu alimul ghaibi wash shahada war rahmanur rahim بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق اذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد اذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس اله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنه والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الاعوذ <سؤال> برب الناس ملك الناس اله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنه والناس حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب حسبي الله لا اله الا عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم الله لا اله رب العرش العظيم سبحان الله